0: Helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, this is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network, with your host, Paul Engel. The future has been described as the undiscovered country. No one can know for certain what the future holds. However, We can look at where we are, observe our current directory, and make an educated guess about what our future is likely to look like. If we are smart, we'll take that information and determine if we need to change course. Take a look at our current trajectory. More and more government control of our lives. More censorship of our speech and press. And more control over our thoughts. An increase in equity by a decrease in our standard of living. Less food, less power, less liberty. The collapse of our social safety net from the influx of illegal aliens. In short, the experiment in self-government George Washington said was entrusted to the American people will fail as the republic falls and is replaced by a corrupt and tyrannical oligarchy of a ruling political elite. Just as road signs warn you that an upcoming bridge is out, Recent events are flashing neon signs of our future. Will the American people change course before we all fall? Hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. We teach the current generation to be free. We seek to help people know when their rights are violated and be prepared to defend and assert them. That's why we are here, and it's why I do programs like this. You know, it'd be really nice if I could just come on here and and talk sunshine and lollipops, and eh, that's not where we are. And I think if you take a look, you'll see the future we're heading for. The vast majority of American people they don't like, they don't want. Yes, there's a small group that want this, probably because they think they're going to be the ones in charge. But um, I have to say, the vast majority seem to to not want to not like where we're going. But, but it seems like we're all waiting for someone else to do something. And if everybody waits for someone to do something, no one does anything, and we fall into a pit. So that's why I'm going to take some time today and, and look at some of the, the, the trajectory around, ponder what our future may look like, and maybe, just maybe, give you some ideas of how we might avoid the fall and protect ourselves from the, uh, the ruling elite that's trying to take power. I mean, these are the groups that told you uh, what types of lights you can use in your home. They're the ones that have told you what type of toilets you can use. They're—they're they're trying to take over your, your everything from your your washing machine, your dishwashers, which they've already controlled. Now they want to take over your your cook stove or or your heating elements. They want to tell you how to live your life. They claim they're doing it to protect you, to save you, but. Why is it always when they claim to be doing it for, in our best interest, we seem to suffer the most? You ever notice that? See, That's what makes me wonder. Why do we, do we keep doing this? We, we look at this and, and keep going. We've seen them the, the actually trying to take over your health care. First, they tried to take over the whole shooting match. They couldn't. So they simply took over, well, we'll tell you how to pay for it we'll tell you what coverage you need to have. We'll tell you how to pay you know, what you need to pay for it. We'll tell you how to live our lives and I don't know about you, but healthcare has gotten worse and the prices have gone up. I'm not saying there haven't been some tremendous medical breakthroughs, but has anyone else noticed that uh, when you show up at the doctor, you're treated more like a a part in a machine than you are a human being? We've seen them take over education, telling our our schools our, our our public schools, what they can teach and how they can teach it, and that boys must be allowed in the girls' locker room, and boys must be allowed to play on, on on girls' sports teams, and if you don't, we're going to take away your money. Then they said, oh, you know what? We're going to tell you how to pay for college. And the price of college has skyrocketed. And it appears that the quality of education, both at the public school and at the higher education, is dropping. And now they want to come after more. They tried the was it the disinformation board? They were gonna, you know, they they simply label something they don't like as disinformation and expect people to shut it down. They've been in cahoots with the with social media companies to deplatform and deboost and and censor information government doesn't want, government doesn't like. Even admitting that sometimes what they're censoring is true, they just don't like what it says. And in the midst of all that, what do the American people do? We keep going along, and now the Biden administration has issued an executive order. They want to take even more control. See, they want to they want to get artificial intelligence to regulate our digital lives. They want to control. They not only want to control how artificial intelligence works, but they want to make sure that artificial intelligence doesn't promote information they don't like. Censorship. You know, it's funny. Everyone's worried about uh, artificial intelligence uh, and, and the impact it'll have on our, on our lives. They, they're worried about you know, it taking over like, you know, a Terminator. But no one is paying attention to the fact that it is people who are using artificial intelligence to take over your life by controlling what you see, what you hear, what you know. They want to take over. Uh, uh, um, they want to take over your money, right? Because they want uh, a central bank digital currency. They want the ability to prove, approve each and every transaction you make. And you're telling me they're not going to use that same artificial intelligence to uh, root out patterns of, hey, this person, you know, they bought a gun six months ago and they've bought some ammunition. Maybe we should look at them and shut them down. Not because there's probably because they've committed a crime, but because we've. We don't like what they're saying. We don't like what they're doing. They showed up at the Capitol on January 6th. Let's sit the FBI on them. They, they demonstrated outside of an abortion facility. Let's sit the, 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 the FBI on them as well. Oh, you happen to be a Roman Catholic and you, believe, and you like the Latin mass. Well, we have to watch you because you're a potential domestic violent extremist. Isn't anybody else looking at this and going, where in God's name are we headed? And the people who, who, are, who are seeing this and saying, oh, oh my Lord, what are we going to do? All they seem to care about is politics. All I've seen them talk about is, you got to vote Republican because the Democrats are evil. Guess what? The Republicans are doing this as well. The Republicans have voted to fund most of what's going on here. It was the Republicans that gave us the Patriot Act, remember? That was used to spy on the American people. It was the Republicans that gave us the, I think it was the Republicans that gave us the Department of Education. It was certainly the Republicans that, that the uh, Republican president, that, quote, unquote, took us off the gold standard. It's not a political party issue. It's a government power issue. And when someone like me comes along and tries to educate people about the Constitution and the limits on the federal government, and the, and the powers we have to rein in our creation, I'm called a conspiracy theorist. I'm called an anarchist. I'm called an anti-government extremist. Well, I am anti-government that's out of control, an anti-government that tries to use its regulatory power to regulate every aspect of our lives, even in contravention to the supreme law of the land. See, that's what I mean when we see what's coming forward. And I want to say, what can we do? There is, there are solutions. I'm not saying it's gonna make this go away overnight. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. But you know what? There are ways to protect ourselves if if we just learn some of them and then start using them. All you have to do is is head to the um to the to the store. You look at the prices. And say, well, gee, you know, inflation seems to be pretty high. Now, the uh, administration might say, well, that's just that's misinformation. You're just not reading it the way we're reading it. N- no, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at actual data. I'm looking at the at the falling consumer confidence, four straight months. In November, the the expectations for uh, uh, inflation are at a 12 year high. The consumer sentiment gauge from the University of Michigan fell by more than 5%. You see, we've watched while government takes over our economy and have driven it into the ground. And yes, it's Democrats and Republicans. Republicans voted for these omnibus bills and this, uh, the, these continuing resolutions and this exorbitant spending. The, the, uh, the uh, crazy borrowing, the insane debt. Republicans voted for it. Republicans promoted it at certain times. And yet we keep doing the same thing over and over again. And we wonder why we don't get a different outcome. Now, Moody's, the, the credit rating agency, took their outlook for the United States from stable to negative claiming there's a lack of restraint in spending. Uh higher interest rates are coming. We the, the, the United States doesn't have an effective fiscal policy to reduce government spending, to increase revenue. So they said, "You know what? We're going to it's still a AAA rated bond, which to me is nuts. <laughs> but then again, I don't see everything they're seeing. But we look at this and going, "Oh, isn't that terrible? We have 33 Point six trillion dollars in debt, and it's probably by the time I've recorded this, it's probably higher than that. And the American people keep hiring the same people to go to town to fix things. You know, when someone's kicking you in the backside, maybe you should worry less about what color boot they're wearing than the fact that they're kicking in the backside. What do I mean? Well, again, we have a another continuing resolution because well, they're scared to death that the government might shut down. Please, God, I'd love the government to shut down for a while. If for no other reason for the American people to see they're not as dependent on the federal government, first of all, that when the, they say the government is shutting down, it's not really shutting down, but the the that, that they're not nearly as dependent on the federal government as they've been led to believe. But the the the, the idea of, you know, we just got to keep doing this, We put Republicans in charge of the House. Yeah, that's helped a lot. Now, I will grant you that um, uh, Speaker Johnson has gotten several of the appropriations bills through. That's good. But we're still sitting here going, well, dear God, we can't let the government shut down. Why the heck not? Why have we become so dependent on government that we think we cannot live unless there is a functioning, operating government throwing money at us from Washington, D.C.? Could it be that we've been bribed into imbecility that 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 we've been bribed by Congress into uh, um, uh, uh, you know with our own money doing whatever they want? The Tocqueville said that would be the destruction of the republic. maybe the republic is is crumbling it is crumbling maybe it's crumbled farther than we thought because not only have the American people become dependent. On government and on government largesse, the very same people that are complaining about our debt are the ones taking the money that's helping to drive up that debt. We're no longer free. We're no longer independent, and it seems we are much more worried about the 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 color of, of the person making the decisions than the fact that they're kicking us square in the teeth. We're more worried whether there's a donkey or an elephant in the White House. Uh, Donkeys or elephants control the different uh, uh, houses of of Congress than the fact that all of them, all of them are spending us into oblivion, are are trying to take control of each and every aspect of our life, are violating their oath of office, committing federal crimes and depriving us of our rights. But it seems the American people are okay with that. You know, sometimes I'm amazed. Having studied the Constitution for several years, seriously studied it for several years, I've realized what John Jay was talking about. Most of the American people don't know when their rights are being violated because most of them don't know what their rights are. Because most of them, you know, they they have this idea, but it's it's founded firmly in midair. It's by reading, by studying, by understanding, but by recognizing there are limitations in government, by recognizing just because some bureaucrat says something doesn't make it true, just because a court says something doesn't make it law, just because Congress passed something does not make it law either. Learning that has made me so much more free because I I recognize that the criminal activity I'm not saying I'm not impacted by it, but it's amazing to first see the problem and then to say, I don't have to comply. I don't have to comply with the rule, the regulation, the fake law. I'm not saying there won't be consequences for it, but there's consequences for everything. There's consequences for waking up in the morning. And the hard part is, I don't know how to get other people to see what I so obviously see. You know, I try. I, I I get up in the morning and I I put this program together. I'm writing articles. I'm doing uh, uh, classes and events. And, and I've created the Patriots program. And, and I'm working on all these things. But sometimes it's like I'm just punching at the wind. Because as often as we do this and as hard as I work, it seems so few people are actually interested in finding out. You know, Jesus, in referring to himself, has said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. But it seems way too many Americans are not interested in finding out the truth. They simply want their prejudices confirmed. I'm going to talk more about this as we get past the break, but I do have to take a break. I hope you check out the website ConstitutionStudy.com. Look at the articles I'm working on, the the, the news feeds I have. Ask a question. Uh, buy a book. Join the Patriots. Do something to help educate yourself about the truth of what our Constitution says and the truth about the nation, the the the, the government that it created. It will set you free in so many ways. I only wish I could find a way to just show everybody this and have them see what I've I've learned over the years. Now, in order to get this done, sometimes, you know, I get to the end of the day and my brain is fried, but I still got work to get done. That's when I reach for healthy cells, focus and recall vitamins. Yes, vitamins, not caffeine, not sugar. Vitamins that help boost my short term focus and my long term brain power. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order of anything from Healthy Cell. Find out more at AmericaOutLoud.shop. Please go to HealthyCell.com, put your cart together, use the code OutLoud at checkout. It lets them know you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order.
1: In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down, Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD.
2: The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein. From COVID nineteen and the vaccines. You've heard doctor Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The Miracle Enzyme Natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body.
0: Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study. You know, today we're talking about pondering our future. It's interesting. As I was closing out the last segment, I talked about knowing the truth and the truth setting you free. Um, that really applies. We talked, to, again, to John Jay's quote. What every member of the state ought diligently to read and study the Constitution of his country, teach a rising generation to be free. He said, by knowing your rights, you'll sooner perceive when they're violated and be the better prepared to defend and assert them. That's another way of saying, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. For example, uh, I, I got an email uh, from somebody asking a question, and uh, they, they quoted um, the, uh, a spokesman for the Department of Homeland Security stating quite flatly that the, the Supremacy Clause of the Constitution says that the United States has the authority to regulate immigration. There's just one problem. That's not the truth. Now again, don't just take my word for it. In fact, it was I found it interesting because I had just written an article for my Patriots talking about the Department of Education and the truth about it, and I included, by the way, the supremacy clause and the uh, um, the Tenth Amendment and the Necessary and Proper Clause to prove that what we've been told about the Department of Education isn't true, and I used some of that to answer this person's question that the statement by Department of Homeland Security is not true. It is a lie. It is false. <clears throat> Here's an interesting uh, uh, parallel to that. See, the state of Texas has been, for decades, being overrun by illegal uh, aliens. I don't call them migrants because, well, not all of them here are migrating here. They're not coming here to live, to work, to become part of us. Some of them are simply coming to... Um, earn some money and send it home some of them have more nefarious intent but they're aliens they're not legally they're not they're not uh, as the 14th amendment put would put it under the jurisdiction of the united states they're foreigners they come here in violation of the law that makes it illegal for them to be aliens therefore illegal aliens and again texas is one of the states that have has borne the brunt of this assault on our borders and apparently they've, you know, they've had enough and they put a floating buoy in the uh, of uh, you know, a, not a wall, but a, a string of these, these buoys to slow down the, uh, the immigration. Uh, they've put up, um, concertina wire across the border to try and, to try and slow this down. And on back on October 30th, um, a district judge in del rio texas extended his temporary restraining order which um prevents the biden administration or tells the biden administration not to destroy the um the concertina wire uh, this is again after the the um uh, another just talked about the the buoys in the rio grande and um you know a lot of the department of homeland security is saying but the United States, it's federal law, we determine what that is. Again, it's not true. It's a, that's a lie. The Supremacy Clause says only laws the United States made pursuant to the Constitution are the supreme law of the land. The Tenth Amendment says a power not delegated to the United States by the Constitution doesn't belong to them. And look as hard as you want, immigration is not a power delegated to the United States. Whether it should be or not is not the question. The law says, the supreme law says, if we didn't give it to you, it's not yours. Nothing in the Constitution says the United States has the power to regulate immigration. It does say that Congress can make rules for naturalization. It says nothing about immigration. Now, why is that important? Well, it's the truth. It's a truth supported by facts and evidence not simply a statement, not a court opinion, the actual language of the the supreme law of the land. But it also is setting Texas free. Because think about it. Now you have Governor Governor Abbott, they've put up this, this barrier across the Rio Grande, they've put up concertina wire, and even if a judge comes back and says, nope, sorry, you can't do that, guess what? Texas can still do that. What? You mean if a court says no, they can still do that? Yes. Do you know why? Here's another truth. Courts don't rule. A court is not superior. Just because a court says something doesn't make it law. Courts do not rule. Courts are not the ultimate arbiter of what is and is not constitutional. Because the Constitution doesn't say so. So even if a court comes back and says, nope, you can't do this because the Federals decide, Texas say, sorry, that is our border too. We have just as much a right to defend it as the United States does. Go pound sand. I know it sounds like anarchy, but you know what? If you go back to the constitution, it's not. It's a state exercising its, its legal authority under the constitution of the state. And, it's, and, and over the creation of the, the, of the states, the United States, the federal government is a creation of the states. The states have a say in what the, as parties to the Constitution, they're the ones that determine what the Constitution says, not the courts. And this is an amazing truth. And when you recognize this amazing truth, it is extremely liberating, it is extremely freeing. I'm not saying there aren't consequences for these decisions. But you know what? I, I still remember when I was on the phone with a, a paralegal in the Phoenix uh, U.S. Attorney's Office telling her I would not take a COVID test, I would not take a COVID jab, not asking her, not begging her permission, telling her, because those, that was the truth. Those were my rights and it's amazingly freeing because if not if we continue to let the powers that be the 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 elite in this country to do what they've been doing what does our future look like do you realize in in fiscal 2023 which ended um was it September 30th of this year 700 and over 775,000 illegal border crossers in Arizona alone, in one state, over three-quarters of a million people illegally crossed the border in one year in one state. Do you realize, I think it at 1.7 million in one year? Do you realize it doesn't take that long under that load, for the number of people here illegally to not only be a significant percentage of our population? but to become a majority of our population. What does our future look like? It, again, it, it's, it's not simply the, uh, the numbers, but what does it say when laws mean nothing? We have this criminal activity at the border because, well, let's face it, for decades, people didn't bother enforcing the law. Oh, we feel sorry for the four people. Does that mean we're not going to enforce the law? We think the law is bad. Then why don't you fix the law? See, it also leads to the the degradation of the rule of law. When, When we just ignore laws we don't like. Hey, I got an idea. I don't like the speed limit. Can I go out and ignore that law? I don't like the tax law, so I don't want to pay tax anymore. Can I go out and ignore that law? Hey, I don't like that you've got a nicer car than I do. Can I ignore the law against theft? Then why not only do people ignore the laws against how to enter this country legally, but we keep hiring the people that are ignoring those laws. Look to what that attitude has done to New York City, San Francisco, Chicago, Portland, Oregon where people are leaving because it's become lawless. How about another future we should look at? The destruction of the republic. By republic, I mean where we actually elect people to represent us. Because we've already seen in 2000, in 2022, we've already seen we have evidence of fraudulent elections. We have evidence of states violating the Constitution when they appointed electors. We have evidence of fraud in elections in several of our major swing states. We have um, uh, we have ongoing uh, uh, questions about the 2020 election. We actually have, I believe, a, a a judge in 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 Georgia that set a trial because Georgia's 2020 election was not secure. Think about that. What does that mean if our if we cannot trust our elections? I don't mean there are going to be problems here and there. I mean, as a grand scheme, as a whole, if you cannot trust the elections, we are no longer a republic. We are, at best, a republican name only. And now what do we hear? We hear the Biden administration wants to use their, their bureaucracies to register voters and to run get out the vote campaigns. That is a blatant violation of federal law. In office, you cannot campaign from office. You cannot use public services to to uh, move your campaign forward. Tell me, do you really think the the uh, Biden's General Service Administration is going to focus their voter registration drives in Republican districts? Do you really think they're going to focus on getting out the vote anywhere but Democratic-leaning districts? The election is becoming a farce. We used to laugh. At At places like the Soviet Union and Iran, when they claim to have elections, it's time to start laughing at ourselves. What are we going to do? I want to know what are we going to do? I know it's easy. you want to throw up your hands i can't there's nothing I can do individually. you know what? maybe not but as we we have a report of of Democrat leading states. Taking welfare recipients and automatically registering them to vote. What do you think is going to happen in 2024? What do you th- do? You think those welfare recipients are all going to go out and vote? How many of them do you expect will get um, mail-in ballots? They'll be collected by somebody for them. We're talking about another fake election. And what does that mean for our? future. It's one of the reasons why I try to be involved in my local county election board to help make sure that elections, at least in my county, are free and fair and transparent. Maybe you should do the same. You know, you're not going to stop people from trying to cheat, but you can make it harder for them to do so. And in places like this, in states that are willing to simply um you know ignore any even the appearance of impartiality and simply well we'll get voters out and we'll we'll get everybody registered and then you know we'll take our our voter rolls our registration rolls which have already been shown in most states to be absolutely atrocious dead people uh you know sending sending ballots sending 14 ballots to a single address to people who haven't lived there in decades and then we're going to let th- that... You're not going to stop them in these ideologically aligned places. But what we can do is make sure that ours are free, fair, and transparent. And make sure that we have enough of them that are free and fair and transparent and accurate to outdo the immoral activity of those who believe winning means more than anything else that the ends justify the means, we can violate any rule we want, any law we want, because we have to win. Now, what's interesting is that we have to win generally falls along one of two lines. Either we, we have to win because, well, our political party is just, it's better than the other side, and the other side is evil, full of, you know, Nazi, racist, uh, homophobic, um, you know, uh, uh, pick your, pick your uh, derogatory adjective. There's another, though. And that's the idea of that there's a person, there's an individual on the other side. There are people who are just so evil and vile, we have to do anything to prevent them from getting office because, well, that would be the end of the nation as we want it. Not necessarily as we know it, but as we want it. A lot of this rhetoric is coming from uh, um, a lot of our politicians. Uh, Again, on both sides, Right, let's be fair. we hear it on both sides. but that brings up an interesting question. If you disagree with somebody, if you think they are pure evil, if you think uh, them have, having any opportunity to participate, to run for office or to hold office would just be the end of the republic, how far would you go? How far would you twist? your morals, in order to prevent someone from holding office. So I want to talk about that after this upcoming break. Because if you look at what's been going on in the last six, seven years, that's kind of what's been going on. Now, one of the places where you can get this type of information is AmericaOutloud.news. As I tell you, I go there every day. They're part of my routine reading. Every night I go through, I'm looking at americatelod.news to get the news and information of what's going on. But you see, I share this information, and it's what I want you to do as well. To take the, the stories, the podcasts, the videos, the articles, whatever it is that you find important, whatever it is that you find engaging or just really touches you, share it. Sure, post it on social media, but don't do, do more than that. Talk to friends, talk to family, send emails. See, the problem is we've become, it's become so easy to become isolated in our own cocoon of information that we never see something from outside. And it's that seeing, it's that, that, that the ability to share information, including and especially information some people don't like, that is one of the greatest blessings of liberty we have, and if we don't do that, if we don't help secure that, then those blessings of liberty will disappear from our beautiful shores.
1: With the rise of independent media, we are now America Outloud News.
0: Welcome back, Everyday American have Join the Constitution Study. And today we're talking about pondering our future. I've talked about different aspects of, of what's been going on and what can we learn about it? What, what does it say about our future? Well, there's another aspect that I want you to consider. Now, when you're talking about Donald Trump, a lot of people have an, a, vis- a visceral emotional reaction. Some people love him. Some people hate him. But that's not the point I want to talk about here. See the issue I'm having is the there, there, there's there's a, a, a in a republic in a in a free land law enforcement investigates crime searching for the perpetrator. What we appear to have here are multiple instances of law enforcement finding a person looking for a crime. Now this is very interesting because I'm going to start with with Mr. Trump, but this really does expand into you and into me. Let's start with the 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 New York trial. Um, uh, Elise Stefanik has has filed a I guess she's filed a complaint with the uh, New York State uh, Commission on Judicial Conduct, making allegations that Judge Arthur Engar Engaron, the judge in Trump's uh, New York fraud case. Um, well, that he's biased. She says, simply put, uh, Judge Engoron has displayed a clear judicial bias against a defendant throughout the case, breaking several rules in the New York Code of Judicial Conduct. Uh, she claims that at the beginning of the last year, um, told President Trump's attorney that the pre- former president is just a bad guy and should go after, uh, um, and that uh, Letitia James should go after as a chief law enforcement officer of the state. Uh, this was uh, um, followed up recently when uh, the judge. Now again, this is a bench trial, meaning the judge is going to make the final decision. Um, the judge said he didn't care what Donald Trump. He didn't want to hear what Donald Trump had to say. Now uh, I want you to consider this from a bigger picture. All right, this is Donald Trump again. He generates a lot of emotion and some political reaction, like you know, at least demonic, uh um, filing an ethics complaint against the, uh, against the judge. But here's what I want you to think. Consider how often we see people investigated in search of crimes. For example, think of it this way. Um, I talked already about the Patriot Act, but this whole idea of, of scouring, New York State now wants, is scouring social media looking for, quote-unquote, hate speech. You realize that's an unreasonable search. But Paul, hate speech is bad. Uh, okay. Besides the fact that you, you and I probably may not may differ on the definition of hate speech, we have this thing called the First Amendment. The point is, government is not allowed to go searching for people, searching people to find a crime. That that's a fundamental. There's a fundamental flaw in the way we practice jurisprudence today, in that we believe that government can investigate, looking for crimes. <clears throat> Now, that's partially because we've turned over our safety to government rather than taking care of it ourselves. But again, what does the future mean when the government can say, just because they say, we're trying to keep you safe from something, well, they can just search anything they want. They want to search your social media? Go ahead. They want to search, how long before that becomes, they want to search um, any other things you have online. I have this ongoing discussion with my... Um, with my uh, accountant because I refuse to use an online accounting software for the simple reason of I don't want them turning over data to the government simply because somebody comes up with a subpoena. They come up with some reason to say, hey, we want to learn more about what Paul's doing. We don't have any probable cause. That's why we need the subpoena to find out what's been going on. I don't want them simply turning that over. See, we've turned over so much of our lives. We've given up not just our privacy, but the very right to be free from unreasonable searches because we always assume they're going to search somebody else. And that somebody else usually eventually becomes us. So, sure, you you may not be a, a Donald Trump you may not be a former president. You may not have all the the notoriety and an emotional response of someone like him. But what if you're, oh, I don't know, a pro-life activist? You know, someone who uh, is, you know, demonst- maybe you demonstrate outside of abortion centers, and when your son is being harassed by a a, a a pro-abortion activist, you step in the way, you get charged with a crime, and the court says. Nah, there's nothing there, but you see that doesn't stop the FBI from coming after you under some fake law called the FACE Act. Yes, the FACE Act is fake. Violate, you know, um, it violates equal protection, which is a, a, a right protected under the, under the Ninth Amendment. But it's the very idea the federal government doesn't have the authority to regulate access to private ent- uh, entities. It's not a power delegated to them by the Constitution. And it's when you are educated in that that you begin to think free. and that's the first step is we need to learn to think free before we can be free. Because if someone like a, a Latisha James, a New York Attorney General, can uh, to, seek to uh, exclude expert witnesses for, because probably because they would do damage to her case uh, in, in the Trump case, um, why would they not happen with you? You know, I was watching a video of uh, police trying to get into a man's house. And when he said, uh, no, you need a warrant, come back with a warrant. You know, when they, they, when he challenged them, they said, what's your bar number? As if you have to be an attorney to understand your basic rights. See, the first step is we have to learn how to think free. This man, from what I've seen so far, I've watched the whole video yet, um, does a pretty good job because he remains calm. But he also understands his rights, and he's prepared himself to defend and assert his rights. In this case, he's protecting his son. Imagine a future where law enforcement can come up to your door because they claim something happened at school, and they just need to do a welfare check on your child. Are you prepared? What happens if uh, FBI or ATF shows up in force, heavily armed and armored, have you prepared? Because not only has that happened to a a again a, uh, a pro life activist, it's happened to several people whose only crime was showing up on January sixth, showing up at the Capitol. And what about those who've been held detained for extensive periods of time, for at best minor charges? Some of them claiming to be denied sufficient food, medical treatment, access to their attorney? Is that the is that the nation you want to live in? Is that the land of the free and the home of the brave? So I know as I look at the nation as a whole, the direction I see is well, it's not a pretty one. It is the the the, the rule of a controlling elite, uh a group that is above the law. A group for who will apparently will never, rarely, if ever, be held accountable for their actions. I see people whose rights can be demolished by government officials, either because of the citizens' ignorance or because of pure intimidation. I, I see a nation where we are constantly under surveillance by the government, the thought that we might do something wrong, or we can be we can be searched, where we can be seized, where we can have our our rights taken from us. And most of us have no clue what to do. I, I see a judicial system that uh, is also falling to its own corruption. Not somebody as bad as, uh, uh, you know, what I've seen about Judge R-R-R-Aragon is is pretty bad. But how many times have I talked about cases where judges don't know the actual law? They don't know the supreme law of the land because we have law schools today that do not teach the Constitution. They teach what judges say about the Constitution and claim that it's law. So they say ignorance is bliss, but I'm sorry. Ignorance is despotism. It is an ignorant people that can be manipulated in such a way. So in our, in our national anthem, we claim to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. But we're watching that freedom crumble because we've watched the brave collapse. So if we look at our future and say, it's evil, what do we do to change it? Now, of course, the big thing I hear is say, you got to vote, you got you to vote for this guy because that guy's evil. Problem is, I hear it on both sides. Both sides say exactly the same thing. You have to vote for us because the other guy's evil. They just use different reasoning. So I want to back things up. I want to take a little, uh, maybe a, a page from my own recent history a- and see if that helps. So yes, to be the land of the free, we must be the home of the brave. We have to not only be know what our rights are, we have to be brave enough to stand up for them and for the rights of others. Right, I'm going to keep it's not good enough. If you simply stand up for your rights. That's a start. You need to be willing to stand up for the rights of others. But before we can be the home of the brave, we must be educated. We must be informed. You know, if you're going to stand up and risk your future for some amorphous idea of a right, eh, I don't know that a lot of people will do that. See, to me, before I could be free, before I'd had the bravery to stand up to government officials, I had to first be free in my own head, between my ears, in my own heart. How did I do that? Well, yeah, years ago I started reading and studying the Constitution. Th- that's not the whole thing. I've been studying the Bible for decades. That's part of it as well. But the first thing I did was understand in my own head how I could act free. When the FBI called me and said, um, we have a subpoena we want to deliver, that wasn't the first time I thought of what would happen if law enforcement showed up. I had already thought, what does a free person do? I'd worked that out in my own mind, based on the Constitution, based on laws. When I, when I was at a a a, a book fair, And told that the police may come by And try and make me wear a mask I had I prepared in my head first The body will not go where the mind has not been I had learned what my rights are I had learned how the Constitution protected them I had learned how the laws of the United States protected them And I spent the time to learn how to Live by that And I did It was the same when Um, When, again, the U.S. Attorney's Office wanted me to show up And I told them, hey, I'm not getting the shot I'm not taking the test I didn't ask, I told them See, before I could be brave enough to stand up and say no I had to be free in my mind And I think that is what John Jay's big lesson is Our first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court Every member of the state ought diligently to read and study the Constitution of his country and teach the rising generation to be free. Step one, educate yourself. Stop waiting for someone else to educate you. Educate yourself. Read it, study it, teach it. That's what we do here at the Constitution Study. We read it. We help other people read it. We help other people study it. We help other people teach it. He said, By knowing your rights, you'll sooner perceive when they're violated. Hey, wait a second, that's wrong. And not simply, I know that it's wrong, but guess what? I'll be better prepared to defend and assert my rights. I will have prepared myself beforehand to defend my rights, to assert my rights, to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. It starts between our ears, folks. And then it starts by living. As free. Once you once you've thought, hey, how can I be free? How did the law support me? How can I do this? I don't mean someone told you so. I mean you figured out for yourself. You find the facts and data. You go back to the original documents. It's part of the boot camp. I focus on, you know, an opinion is just an opinion until you've got proof. An expert opinion is just an opinion until you've got proof. And whenever possible, go back to the original documents because and, and, and check your sources because. That's how you know that what someone's told you is true. See, if we don't like the future we're heading to, we need to change course. And rather than trying to get this ginormous ship of state to change course, we start by being willing to change course for ourselves. You see, we think of the United States as a single monolithic thing. It, It is not. It's 50 separate states that have agreed to work together. And those states are made up of over 330 million people, each deciding for themselves what is best for themselves, agreeing together as to the the laws and, and, and powers and limitations of government. If we want a different future, we start between our ears. Because when we get millions of us together, we, when we get our friends, we take us, we talk to our neighbors, our friends, our county, our towns. We start changing those minds and those minds start changing other minds. And then maybe our state gets better and our, the states get better. Washington, D.C. becomes immaterial. So I want you to look at our recent past. I want you to extrapolate what our future is based on our current trajectory. If the answer is someone you do not like, then I hope you will take the time to start preparing your mind to be free. And I hope you'll join us over here at the Constitution Study. Maybe ask a question, maybe buy a book. Hopefully, though, you'll join the Patriots program. See, I designed this program specifically for this purpose not to tell you what you should be part of, not to create another Patriot group, but to give people tools. Education to think free. Communication so that they can communicate freely and find out what's going on. And then the activation to stand to protect the rights of themselves and others. It's an invitation-only program. You have to go through the boot camp before you're invited. You can find out more at the website, constitutionstudy.com. I also hope you come back here and join us every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time For the Constitution Study on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio network. Now, if you can't listen, then that's okay, because all the episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen to your favorite podcast app, but please subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at AmericaOutloud.news, but please Share this information, help open the minds of others, help them to start thinking free and help share the blessings of Liberty to everyone in this great nation, from sea to shining sea.